You're listening to the podcast, Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Thank you for tuning in. And now, here's your host, Carlos Avalon. I said I've asked you for your number, and if you'd like for me to go, because I think I really like... Coming to you this time from beautiful downtown Palm Springs, California. The month of May, the month of Mother's Day. In my native land, Portugal, it was on Sunday, May 2nd. In the USA, Sunday, May 9th. And in Mexico, it's always on May 10th. So Monday it was. I mentioned those three countries because I have connections to people and mothers in all three of them. I hope all you moms out there had a wonderful Mother's Day. You know, I hope you were given all the love that you truly deserve on your special day. But for me, Mother's Day ended in 2014. But to be honest, because most often I'd be performing on Mother's Day, it was never a big deal of a day for me and between me and my mom. And she knew why. She knew that I started very long ago showing her, I guess because I had to be away from her a lot due to the travel of the business I'm in. And therefore, when we were together, I constantly tried to show and give her um a lot of love, and therefore I actually tried, and I think she knew it, I tried to make every day seem like Mother's Day. And so uh, that day has always had not very much meaning for me, and it certainly doesn't these days. However, I envy all of you out there that still have your moms with you. My mom was everything to me. I am what I am because of her. She was tough when I was little. She wanted me to always behave, do well, have good manners. When guests would come over to the house, um, I, I very clearly remember her always telling me to behave. And um, I very early on realized she wanted me to come across as a special model child. And it was never in a mean way that she reprimanded me if I did wrong, but rather because she'd always um, wanted me to, 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 again, to be special, to be a model, to be liked by others, to be appreciated by others. She'd say to me, I was going to grow up and do very special things when I'd grow up, and she wanted to show me and me to show to people, others, that I came from a good upbringing, a good classy home. I'm grateful for that. She was also my greatest fan my greatest admirer. She was my protector, really, my guide. She was my security. She was always looking after me. She was my 
reason for constantly going on in this crazy business. She was never pushy or demanding. She was not a stage mom. She didn't demand anything from me. She wanted me to be me, to be myself. She constantly showed and gave me love. She always showed her pride in me and in what I was doing. She believed in me as no one else ever has or ever will. I could always be me around her. She knew me before I knew myself. At times, I think she was the one person in the world that invented love. I was at her side when she left this world. And as she left, a part of me left with her. I didn't realize it at that moment of her death, but as the weeks went on and turned into months and years, I eventually noticed I had lost a little of me, a little of the fire in me. I had lost some of the will to go on, to keep up the fight, the struggle, not only to simply go on living, but also that power that it takes to keep a career in the entertainment music business alive and growing. At first, I couldn't understand why I had lost a part of my enthusiasm and a bit of the interest to go on. I later realized that it was because I always wanted to make her proud of me. I always wanted to impress my mom. She was the only person I ever cared to impress. But after her, there was no one else to impress. No one else. Therefore, I no longer needed to try so hard. Then eventually, I came to terms with her loss, and uh, I realized I was doing her and her memory wrong by not living life as I did with her and before her passing. Then later, thinking of her, talking to her in my mind, every night I talked to her, I started to feel that that's now, that's not what she wanted. She wanted me to keep going. She wanted me to keep working harder than ever so I could continue to make her proud wherever she might be now. Actually, I think she's here with me now in my heart, in my mind every single day. Her name was Lucille, Lucilia in Portuguese. Her close friends here in America called her Lucy. She had a most beautiful smile. She was fun. She was a proud lady. She was a little vain, but so am I. My sister often tells me, I'm a lot like mom. And when I hear that, actually my heart bursts with pride. I was still in junior high school, 12 or 13, maybe 14, whatever, when I started writing a song for mom. 
But in the early days, I did not believe in myself as a songwriter. I didn't think my songs or the melodies I was coming up with were as good as the songs I'd hear on the radio or the songs, cover songs, that I, I was already playing and singing in my band. Now I think I should have played this song for her back then. She would have told me it was the most beautiful melody she had ever heard, that she loved my song for her. Had that happened, I think I would have developed that confidence. And I think, yes, I, I wrote a beautiful song. Wow, I'm a songwriter. Instead, it took me 20 years of being a recording artist before I had any confidence in myself as a writer, as a songwriter, to finally publish and record my first song. It took 20 years. And it took even longer for me to record her song that I started writing while still in junior high school. Here it is for you to hear now, Me Alone at the Piano, a song for mom. song for mom. It's out there, 
released as a single, but also as a track in my instrumental piano album, Carlos Avalon, Upianista. When you find it on iTunes, Spotify, give it a listen again. Hey, buy it, download it. <laughs> or, uh, But when you do find it and search for it, you'll notice it has a subtitle. The official name of the song is A Song for Mom, Kenny's Theme. That subtitle came much later, almost by accident. But looking back, I think it was always meant to have that title and subtitle. You see, it actually is paying homage, homage to the two people in my life I loved most, and both of which I have lost. Let me tell you about Kenny. My mom loved Kenny. Kenny Johnson. He was my partner of 11 years, and sadly, he left this world too soon. Kenny was a professional ice skater. Remember Ice Follies? Wow, we're dating ourselves. You had to be probably over 50 years old to remember the ice spectacular that would tour the country called Ice Follies. There was also Holiday on Ice, but that was for the lower-level skaters. Ice Follies were the, was the creme de la creme. He was a principal performer with that show and later went on to perform in Las Vegas, shows on ice. He was also a dancer, a costume designer, a choreographer. He designed many of my stage costumes and produced some of my stage shows. When he was performing in Atlantic City, a show called City Lights that also played in Vegas, he decided he was going back to winter in some professional uh, performers, professional ice skating competition. And he wanted to choreograph his performance by using a song that was not known, so kind of an original, but also a song that was simple and slow. He wanted to use a ballet style um, and approach to his performance on ice. By that time, I was already totally confident about my songwriting skills, and I felt good about a song for mom, and he liked it. Um, he had heard me play it at home many times, although I, I, I never actually included it in any of my shows back then. Uh, he liked it for its simplicity, and he decided he was going to use that song. And so the subtitle, Kenny's Theme, was added to the name of the song. Sadly, Kenny's dream of going back to competition skating was never realized. He started feeling weak and sick, and eventually stopped performing altogether. But how appropriate that this song now pays tribute to the two most important people in my life, ever. One day I'll come back 
to Kenny's story. Some episode, a few weeks down the road. Okay, I cannot do an episode without adding my life and a little bit of my politics. Uh, let's say this. They want to turn or make Washington, D.C. into a 51st state. I don't understand the city becoming a state or a district, whatever, but fine, okay. I'm fine with it. Go for it. But what about Puerto Rico? Most polls show that 60% of the people of that beautiful place, I love Puerto Rico, wanted to become a state. Why not Puerto Rico first, or at the same time, or whenever, but soon? One thing I know, making Puerto Rico a state will be more life-changing to the people of Puerto Rico and its economy than whatever change it'll make to Washington, D.C. Hey, just saying. Okay, I've wanted to add at the end of some episode something that totally irritates me. Okay, I just went to visit a friend. I just left his or her house. I'm starting to drive in my car. Maybe I forgot something, or they forgot to tell me something. And what do they do? They send me a text. Folks, most often those are the people that tell me never to text while driving. Why do they send me a text? They know I'm driving. Hey, I've got Bluetooth. Why don't they just call me and say, Carlos, I forgot to tell you this, or Carlos, you forgot this. Can you come back? Okay, just had to put it out there. That irritates me. When you know I'm driving, don't text me. Call me. <laughs> That's it for now. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Please join us again in two weeks for another episode of Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. I will start a city